I'm Tara. And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are embarking on watching all of the Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark this holiday season. 24 of those 24 movies. <laughs> movies. We are lovingly snarking on them. I'm coming around to appreciating them through the snark, though Austin has always loved these movies. It's true. I always have. Now, there's some I have not loved this season, but... <laughs> that That is a point we will get to in a minute. So we are watching Cherished Memories, A Gift to Remember 2, which aired on the 24th of November. We are watching it on the 25th of November (laughs) Um, because we can't make it up past 8.30 on a good night, or at least one of us can't. Having real jobs is hard. (laughs) So already we could see that this is a sequel again to a movie we have not seen, so we have no clue what we're getting into. And the Hallmark movie app was so unhelpful. Okay, so this is the synopsis that the Hallmark movie app gives us. A year after Darcy ran over Aiden, his amnesia is gone, but not their love. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even know. Okay, so someone got run over. Someone has amnesia. That sounds more like a Lifetime movie kind of plot. It seems like they borrowed their cue from Lifetime this year. I mean, this is just, it begs the question, what the heck happened the first time around? Yeah, I've not seen any movies like that so far. <laughs> um, but that, luckily, is not the description we usually use. And for once, the description on our television, which is the one that we do use, was a little Way bit more, more insightful. So what did that one say? As Darcy and Aiden prepare to celebrate their second Christmas together, An unexpected guest and a fight to save the beloved community center unites everyone for an unforgettable holiday. Now that sounds more like the Hallmark I know and love. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my predictions, um, because we have a community center, that there will be some sort of scene where we are decorating the community center. So all the children are coming together to, to decorate it for Christmas. And having not seen the first one, the unexpected guest, like, are they married? I don't know. So it could be a baby if they're married. But if not, I'm going to say it's like an adoptable child who maybe was served by the community center for a while. I don't think that they will be married yet. It's only been, I mean, thinking oh, this is the last Christ- movie. They, yeah. yeah, they they just got together on Christmas Eve, probably in the last movie. So the guest will probably be a friend that's coming from out of town that's helping them with the gala because we don't need a new love interest. So we have to bring in someone else. Right. Um, so, okay. So this is their second Christmas together. I think that we're going to see a proposal. Yes, I agree. That was also one of my predictions that I wrote down Yeah, was there. If we have a, a, a kiss at the end of the first movie, the only logical thing you can have at the end of the second movie is a proposal. Absolutely. And, you know, I like to do this, but I think that the final shot will be in front of a Christmas tree with only white Christmas lights. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yes, I, I can see that. And I think that because this is a movie about the community center, there will be lots of cute children in the community center, uh, but they will all be white. So white Christmas lights and white White children. Right. (laughs) Because... That's Hallmark. Because Hallmark is not the most diverse channel. If you want to watch a diverse Christmas movie, watch Lifetime.
Okay, we've got the popcorn ready. We're going to sit and the down. the string cheese. The string cheese. <laughs> We're going to watch this one. Um, love starting with a sequel that we've not seen the first movie Yeah, to. <laughs> I'm super excited. Graceland didn't disappoint, so I'm sure this one won't either. <laughs> All right, we'll see you in two hours. Two hours later and we're back we are back (laughs) i will cherish that movie forever it's a memory now i I don't even know if it's gonna linger in my memories um (laughs) (laughs) you know not bad but not overly memorable either so all right so let's move into the summary and then we can talk about what predictions of ours came true or not and guess whose turn it is to do the summary it's mine it's mine okay here we go i'm gonna try and remember this all right so we have darcy who is the owner of chaucer's bookstore she's our female lead her love interest is aiden who is an art teacher at the community center he has relocated for their love they uh darcy lives in an apartment that's run by miss henley who um, was apparently in the last movie as well Miss Henley has a nephew, Marcus, whose parents are unavailable at Christmas to take care of them. One of them has been deployed. Um, and then the other one, I'm not quite sure why she's not available to take care of her son. But anyway, Marcus is now in town and he's super unhappy about it. We learn about Darcy's Christmas village that her father had made of all of these places and landmarks from her childhood that was very important. And then we find out that the community center, which is this place where all of these people go, they do art, they learn things, they build community, is going to get shut down by Mr. Pierce, who's been the owner, but it's so expensive to keep up that he decides it's going to be more profitable to sell it. At the same time, Darcy is also trying to run the uh, donation book drive, and her competitor, Books, 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 won't donate books. Seems like they have a lot, but okay. So we have these multiple plots going on. Darcy and Aiden are trying to like get to know each other better because apparently they don't talk very often throughout this past year. Um, they do lots of events at the community center with a Christmas tree lighting. Marcus starts to get very engaged. He ends up helping uh, Aiden figure out the perfect Christmas present for Darcy, which is to rebuild one of the um, missing pieces from her Christmas village. They end up going on a wild goose chase. I guess it's not a wild goose chase. They actually find the old house that Darcy grew up in where her dad had actually finished building it because the person who lives in there now kept it. So he was able to give her the gift of her house that she grew up in to add to her Christmas village. Darcy also is able to get the community center Uh, noted as a historic landmark which saves it pierce is not upset about it because she featured his nephew's book in her store because he was an awful book writer that needed help aiden and darcy end up uh, falling more in love to the point where he proposes with one of the future homes that they haven't seen yet with a ring in it in front of white christmas tree lights everyone's happy marcus's dad comes home early for the holidays and the end (laughs) (laughs) it's a lot for a movie that felt like it was going real slow while we were watching it yeah this one was a tough one so let's talk about what of our predictions were true for this 
Well, I want to start with my white children at the community center. There were actually some children of color in the community center, which is good because I would assume that's the case in like every community center ever. So I was happy to see there was a little bit of diversity representation in this movie. Mrs. Hensley and Marcus are both black and then several of the the second or like tertiary background characters too. So yeah, it was really nice to see. Um, we did get a proposal. Yep, both of us predicted that, and Hallmark did not disappoint there. Our unexpected guest was Marcus, <laughs> right? <laughs> who is not technically adoptable, but he is adorable. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's not adoptable, but he did learn to to be in community with the people that were around him. So our final shot was a proposal. It was in front of some white christmas tree lights but i don't know if it counts as the technical final shot so yeah i don't even remember what came after that but i think we might have stopped it early (laughs) (laughs) and then my prediction was we would see a scene with the children decorating the center i think and for that one we didn't see that it was definitely decorated but we never saw it yeah we just saw a christmas tree like decorating ceremony in front and they made lots of like arts and crafts and things but not to decorate right so not bad for our predictions they were like it was pretty hard to make predictions on this one it's really really hard to make predictions on a second movie when you haven't seen the first one because they assume there's a lot of basic information that you would have gathered from watching the first one so as i was watching this one i realized i had amnesia and i started (laughs) having like flashbacks of the first one because in fact i had seen the first (laughs) he was like i think i might have seen this the the first movie and then as more and more happened he's like oh my gosh i've seen the first movie it was i knew you watched that last year when it came out where was i I don't know. You didn't watch these with me because we weren't podcasting I was like, about them. <laughs> it was probably on and I was just doing something probably. else the whole time. So I do remember the first one. It was when like, I had these like little moments where I'm like flashing back, remembering it. But it was when Luigi came in because I remembered Luigi from the first one. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it all it's all just everything flooded back i remembered the lasagna he would give to the dog the bike that got ruined when she hit aiden your christmas memories came back they're cherished they're They're so so cherished cherished. (laughs) it's like a gift that i can uh remember too (laughs) (laughs) um so let's talk about the characters in this story um darcy and aiden so aiden All I can think of when I see this actor is that if you've ever seen the very bad ABC Family sitcom, um, what is it called? A Baby Daddy. And he plays the mom's boyfriend. And he's kind of a dopey guy in that. And he's kind of like a cardboard cutout in this as well. So I struggled with him. Like both Darcy and Aiden feel like pretend people, like pod people. Mm -hmm. They both kind of have this like, there's no soul behind their eyes kind of look. (laughs) Not like that they're evil, but just that they aren't real. Like both of them just look like they could be like droids. Right. And I I wanted to like Darcy. She seemed like a little more real Hallmark actress at 
first, but I didn't really like how she played the character or yeah. there, I was really confused by the character. So I would be interested to watch the first one. So maybe I can get some background on the character. Are you that telling me that you missing. are volunteering? I am not saying I want to, like for real, real. Okay. Because <laughs> we have like 20 more. Or I don't know how many more. We've, this is, there's so many. We're already behind. It's like. Ugh, there's not time for movies from last year on top of all of this. Um, but Darcy works at a bookstore, Chaucer's Books. So, of course, we have that literary thread there, Darcy and Chaucer. Um, I really liked the bookstore. I thought it was cute. Yes, it's very but cute. But it, it's definitely one of those hallmark jobs to have the pretty girl working at the relatively successful bookstore. And there's another bookstore independent bookstore in the same town books 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 with the better name which is books 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 which just makes me think of how i met your mother with the girl boats 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 <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what the girl who owned that bookstore was like she wasn't very nice she wasn't very no she was kind of like collaborating cooperating independent yeah. bookstore owner She's like, i'm gonna take you down so that really hints it maybe there is some economic struggle for these bookstores there's some competition uh which would make sense with two independent bookstores in the same absolutely (laughs) um so what i remember is that from the first movie aiden ends up relocating to Mm -hmm. this town and so he has taken up a job as a community center art teacher we all know that pays well right like he has like a really nice place like maybe you can get a good affordable apartment well if they live in like some real small little town i guess you could probably or maybe he's got some family money maybe maybe he's got some money from like his insurance with yeah, his whole I can't actually remember situation. what. Like, I think he was a teacher in the first movie, so it's like he's still teaching. So I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe he did. But was there any indication that he also taught at like a local school or anything, or did I miss anything with that, or did he literally just teach at the art center? The only job I was shown was him teaching at this community center. Yeah, so definitely Hallmark jobs, bookstore owner, and um, community center art teacher. I mean, I can only imagine. He's got to have another job. He's got to. <laughs> There's no way he could survive without it. So um, one of the things that I enjoyed about this movie was Marcus. He was cute. He was finally like our first good precocious child that we've seen this season. He was real checked out when he got there. He was laying on his bed reading a book. He didn't want to do anything. But of course, through the magic of community and connection to other people, they were able to pull him out of his shell and kind of get him in the swing of things, which was really cute. Absolutely. And I think one of my favorite parts was like when he clearly had all all the better ideas than any of the adults like he was their philosopher their therapist all of these things (laughs) it's a lot of emotional labor for a child (laughs) i mean he's already distressed his parents aren't with him at christmas they clearly even though there is a community center he does not play with any of the children at the community center he just hangs out with adult people all day all night precocious um but he was my favorite part was when he was trying to help aiden figure out Darcy's childhood home and he was like oh I got this cool book it's called Mad Libs and so he asked Darcy to help her like fill in some of the Mad Libs and it was like okay I need an adjective 
I need a number bigger than 10. I need your address that you grew up as a child. And then I was like, <laughs> I need the last four digits of your social security number. I need the name of your first pet and your mother's maiden name. I did feel like he was trying to get into her bank account. He was just helping Aiden. Turns out it was all for good. He's not trying to steal her identity or break into her accounts. Um, but he did help. If you hear noises, that's our dogs, our little baby dogs. Um, but he was just trying to help them find that home so they could go look for what they needed to find, which was the little house. Right. Um, so, yeah, Marcus was definitely one of my favorite things that actually happened in this movie. Everything else was kind of blah. Yeah. It was blah, just like storyline. I didn't feel any chemistry again between our leads. And I remember feeling it in the first one. So There was a moment when, nope, that was a different movie. <laughs> like there was one moment of chemistry I saw in a Hallmark movie, but that's a movie that we that's from another, <laughs> another season so that we ended up watching. Um, yeah, not a lot of chemistry between these two characters. I get the sense that they barely talk to each other. Yeah, they seem to know nothing about each other after having dated for an entire year. Him relocating to, like, pursue this love. So I was just like, you guys are awful at, like communicating why are you getting engaged yeah because like when we'd been together for a year i could like talk to anybody about basically everything about you and he was still asking really basic questions about so what's your favorite color (laughs) well that i don't know you don't know my favorite color what's your favorite color i don't know what is my favorite color here blue it's a good guess but it's green (laughs) what's my favorite color pink I don't even know what my favorite color is. It is pink because I asked you specifically. I know what it is not. It is not purple. I know. You say it's not purple, but everything you buy is purple. <laughs> it's not purple. I only buy purple things so that I don't buy too many pink things. <laughs> Back to the movie. <laughs> um, what else did I like about this movie? So I liked, I did like the proposal at the end. I do think that the pros was really sweet. He had the ring inside the house. And so at first, you know, he was, he unveiled. So they're at, backtracking again, Tara. Okay. So they have this big party with the, the book author person is coming on Christmas Eve to the bookstore and books, books, books has an electrical issue. And so she invites the owner from books, books, books to also have her author at Chaucer's bookshop. She, you know, reaches across the aisle and offers that kindness to her. And so it's kind of throwing Aiden's plan off to do his big Christmas reveal for her. Clearly, Marcus and Mrs. Hensley are in on it. And there's like some orchestrating going on behind the scenes. But we are not privy to what that is. He unveils the little Christmas village with all the houses. And I'm like, okay, he's going to propose to her. And then he doesn't. So I had this moment where I was like, he's not this movie's not going to end with a proposal. We have the military return home from Marcus's father in there. And then Aiden gets down on one knee. He shows her the new house for the village and it has the ring inside of it. And it was very cute because I think I did cry. You did. (laughs) I noted that Tara cried at one of the not cryiest movies we've watched. Uh, Yeah, it's not a memorable movie. I wasn't like super. It was just like. He's so in love with her. And he's gonna propose to her. Hallmark's doing its brainwashing. So it's, it happened it's to happening. me. <laughs> um, one of the things I also found interesting in this movie was like 
I didn't write them all down, but they had lots of like quotable sage quotes. Mm-hmm. Like they like every scene felt like they had to work in like a meaningful quote. And normally I'm finding in Hallmark movies you get a couple, but it was like every scene. And mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, stop beating me over the head with like sentiment. Like it, it was so uh, like, I think part of it was also just um, like at the end when he did do the proposal he had built this house and he was like this is a house we've never seen because it's our future home and it was like that was cute but then earlier it was like you know if you put goodness out into the world goodness will come find you like it was just like everything was like something you could crochet on a pillow that you could put in your guest room. We should crochet this on a pillow. We should. I don't know how to crochet. Do you know how to, I don't know how to crochet either. <laughs> so, uh, we we'll can call write mom. it on there. I'll bet mom knows how to do that. <laughs> she she knows everything. Um, like it takes a lifetime to learn and love someone properly. Like it was just like all of these like really bad deep quotes. <laughs> it was like overloaded. It was like with Jack Handy. It was almost like someone just like put a post-it note board up of just like quotes we should somehow work into this script. Things you used to find on Pinterest circa 2012. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, pithy little sentiments. Um, also, the thing I was surprised to learn in this movie, when we read the original description, it said that Darcy hit him and he had amnesia. I was imagining a car, but in fact, she hit him with her bicycle. That's correct. And the bicycle was you know, given a nod in this, that she had her bicycle with her. So um, that kind of made me giggle a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, before my memory was restored, thought it was a car as well. But it was definitely just a bike, which feels appropriate for this kind of like cheesy Hallmark movie. It's like, Mm -hmm. we only use bikes now, like (laughs) this cute town with like a wicker basket on the front of it. So I should have made the prediction in this one too about the superfluous military. I know. I thought about that. Because this was the heart of that, which was just that we know nothing about. I mean, I don't know if they mentioned earlier that the dad was in the military. But you also did tear up at the end when they were reunited. So it did it did its job. (laughs) I think I was just feeling a little emotional. Maybe a little tired. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of, this movie lot got of Christmas you. It got too you. early for me. So I want to jump back for a second and talk about how like there was this small subplot that I thought was going to be more, which was like he had his year checkup at the neurologist to see if everything was going okay. Mm-hmm. And so like they talk about it multiple times and multiple scenes to where I'm like, oh my gosh, is something wrong where he's well, I think like. I it's the nod to the last movie. I know, but it was just like he went. You thought something. I thought something was a little happen. bit more, like that our fake conflict would come out of like his memory, like mm-hmm. him needing to do something, or like you need to spend more Christmas time together to help restore. I mean, just something to yeah. make that like a purposeful thing. But no, it was like they talk about it, they talk about it, they go, and we don't even see them like attend it. It's just like they're walking out and they're like, oh, everything's good. Well, because we have to know that Darcy didn't do any lasting damage to her future husband. <laughs> so we can forgive her. Right. So we can forgive her. And so we know that he is okay. He is of square and sound mind to get married and to make a decision. <laughs> but like they run into this like nurse as they're walking out who she seems like she needs a checkup. Like, she kind of came, like, I wrote down, like, this woman has crazy eyes. 
I got the sense that she was an important, maybe not an important character, but a good secondary or tertiary character in the original. Oh, maybe. Because they were nodding to like, oh, hey, nurse lady, like, how's it going? So she might have been like a comic relief character or something, and they wanted yeah. to include her. She in wasn't Luigi, so I don't remember. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised that Luigi is the one person that you did remember. I get, if it has pasta in it, I'm going to remember. <laughs> the restaurants in these movies, that, that is certainly, um, there's always one. And that's a theme. Um, I think we also need to take a, a glance over at Mr. Pierce, who is the owner yes. of the community center Our land. Our curmudgeonly businessman. So he is the one that is going to what destroy the community center he's going to tear it down and build something new he's going to sell it so that it becomes like apartments and retail right he wants just money that's all he's concerned about and they want to try to save it and they try to make a proposal to him that they're going to do that and he's just like no it's just not profitable it's not it doesn't make good business sense to have this which obviously would never make good quote-unquote business sense because it's more of like a community service type of public good kind right. of place but he didn't want to <laughs> deal with all the like, maintenance because it's like a hundred year old building right and so he just he played that role in this movie of the person who just has no soul for christmas and he had a little bit of that soul he did but i also Maybe for the wrong reason <laughs> yeah it felt like for the wrong reason so like they have this big gala and he goes to the stage and he's like gonna announce something and Darcy and Aiden are very concerned that it's him saying that he's gonna sell the property right but in fact it's that he is going to invest in the property and do a full-scale renovation to make it last he just for another makes like a 180 and it's like we don't know exactly why we find out later it's because Darcy featured like his relative's book in her store oh, right because Darcy had an author that was gonna come for her new year her Christmas Eve author talk mm-hmm. which i didn't realize that was a thing it's a big thing in a this lot town. of things going on on christmas and Eve books and books books had one too and books 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 had one too and then at the last minute like literally the day before the the representative for the author called and said well, actually we're gonna have to cancel and they said because either party can cancel within 24 hours and darcy's like i'm not canceling and the people were like, we're canceling. Books, books, books gave us a better offer, which I thought was super shitty. Super, like, super, really super low bad. to do, especially because Darcy's probably the one who paid for this author to come in and stay. And they're ripping it out from it. That's just real bad business. But books, books, books had her author. So she had to get a new author at the last minute. And it just so happened to be Mr. Pierce's brother-in-law, brother nephew nephew somebody related to him and so he was really glad to see this person getting the prop up that they needed so he saved the whole community and she also featured him on like you know a staff pick which is how he saw that Mm -hmm. they were like trying to help him out so anyway he has this change of heart but when he's telling the community center why he wants to do this he's like i want to have a lasting legacy so basically it's so that he's remembered as a good I guy. Know. I'm surprised he didn't say, so my name is going on a building, right? Which is actually an okay reason. I mean, people that's do what that. you got to do but it was just provide like, for the children. It was the most selfish speech I've heard when an evil villain character has a change of heart. He, yeah, he didn't do the change of heart in the way we would think yeah. would be ideal. Yeah. It was for the wrong reasons. I did enjoy that Books, Books, Books power went out. <laughs> and Darcy and had to come real. to the rescue because there was a sense that that might not be a real that might be fake news 
But then it turns out it really was, and they really did have a crisis. And yeah. that she did, she was the bigger person. She reached out and let them use her bookstore. And then the owner of Books, Books, Books had a change of heart of realizing the importance of community because right. her butt was just saved by Darcy. one event, she's like, oh, now I understand. We should work together. So, But I also don't know what store owner would leave their unattended store with no power to come over to a competitor. Like, it seems like she needs to be there to make sure nobody breaks in and steals well, all her books. maybe she left it with the second-in-command or something because she needed to run her event at uh, Chaucer's maybe. Bookshop. Okay. We don't know the logistics of what was going on behind the scenes. I really feel like Hallmark um, needed to show us that for us to yeah. fully make sure everything was being taken care of. So shame on them for that. <laughs> or that might have just made the movie a little more boring. <laughs> I think those are all my snarky things. Do you yeah, have any this final? One, you know, again, I wasn't super into this one i wasn't super bothered by this one this is exactly what i think of when i think of a hallmark movie absolutely just sort of again that beige like there's not a lot of major conflict everything works out happy in the end everyone is beautiful and christmas is beautiful and the children and the businessman and we save the town yay the end kiss the end yeah so (laughs) if you're looking for that if you enjoyed the first movie of this you will not like the second one (laughs) then this could be something that you you put on as well on your television all right so let's go into our title review for this um cherished memories a gift to remember (laughs) too is a lot of movie title i I am okay with them having this one because i would never name a christmas movie it feels so generic but i mean when you dig into it the cherished memories comes from Aiden losing his memory. And right. so in the first movie, I can see why it was called a cherished memory. Or was it a gift to remember? Or was it called a gift to remember? And cherished memories is actually the pre-title I now. I don't know. Because <laughs> what was the gift in the first one? The gift in the second one was definitely him giving her the last little house for the Christmas village so that she could have their future home together. And then also the proposal. But... And I guess that made a cherished memory <laughs> or he's just cherishing that he has his memory back. So. Uh, yeah, that's I think it's that one. <laughs> so the nod to but see the amnesia is not really present in this yeah. one. It's very, very, very subtly in the background because that's really the first movie's plot. So the only way I would watch uh, a trilogy of this is if the third <laughs> don't, one. Don't convince them to make a third. One. Well, they did it with Graceland. I've got to. Is it is cast. if we, need we had Luigi. Amnesia as the star that would be the only way so like luigi's a gift to remember three i would watch it's all about pasta (laughs) it's all about pasta it's a pasta um yeah not yeah i'm okay no no strong feelings on the title about this title we didn't have any santa sightings or christmas magic the only magic was the love in aiden's heart and the magic he orchestrated for her (laughs) because he did go to her former childhood home and the owner had kept the model of the home that the dad had made in the basement because the owner figured someone would had put so much love into it True. that they would come looking so for it So maybe that's a little bit of Christmas so like, But we didn't have any like chimes. Not or... any like magic magic. So I hope Santa comes up in some of the ones we're watching yeah, in the future. Yeah, not Santa. So. Um, and then our final segment, which is... Oh, wait. No, we have two final segments. Will this love last? Will this? Yes, because they're already they're getting married. <laughs> He's moved to her town, and you know um, when people no get married, back. they never get unmarried. <laughs> <laughs> of course. 
Um, I think that this level lasts there. These are two dopey eyed people who are just going to stay in love with each other and not talk a lot. So they'll, they'll be continuous mysteries for them to discover with one another. They both have jobs that could only sustain themselves in this universe Mm -hmm. and therefore their love is infinite. Yeah. How sweet. All right. Final segment. What day of the year would you watch this movie? I would watch this movie at 4 o'clock p.m. on November 26th, which this year is the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. You're kind of like packing, getting ready to leave for the holidays. Maybe you watch the other one the night before or just before, but it's not a primo time for movie watching, and it's it's not even yet Thanksgiving. It's just kind of that like you're starting to get yourself in the mood a little bit. I wholeheartedly agree. I would do it as a double feature. Yeah, I would have to watch the first one first mm-hmm. so that I can have some emotional like draw into the second one. And I would watch it like late November while I'm decorating the house. Like mm-hmm. so like post Thanksgiving. Right. So that that Friday after or no, not Friday after the Monday after Thanksgiving in the evening as a double feature. Ooh, yeah. It's a good like weekday, mm-hmm. week afternoon. It's not a strong movie. commitment. Right. You can do other things while it's you're watching. It's not one it. where you drop everything, get your popcorn out and sit and watch it like we did. Right. <laughs> but that's because we have a job to do now. We we this is our responsibility. <laughs> we owe it to the people to tell them about all of these uh, movies. The beautiful people. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that about does it for cherished memory gift to remember Pickler two. Graceland 2, whatever no, this movie was. You had it until you <laughs> added Pickler. <laughs> Well, you know, my brother said, you really do hate that Kelly Pickler. We, we feel like we have to include her in every podcast now. <laughs> um, anything else before we say goodbye? No, we're going to move on to the next one because we got a lot. We got to crank long, out. Yeah, it's a long week. So Merry Christmas. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> so I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. <laughs>